Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the Love of Pomegranate podcast is brought to you today in association with the Who Knows Wins app. Do you have somebody in your family or in your life who thinks they are the absolute Nostradamus of guessing all the scores correct and all the games, getting all the results correct on any given weekend? Well, the Who Knows Wins app will be a way of you calling their bluff. What it is, is it's a social sports game where mates, friends, family, colleagues, you may name it, can pit their wits against each other for real money, but most importantly, for the all-important bragging rights of being that person who knows just that bit more about sports than everybody else. Um, you can use the app for free. It is a free app to download from the iOS and from the Android store. Um, if you don't have a custom league that you've set up yourself, don't fear. You can always play in in-app leagues as well with the community that is there. And you can join one of those, just like this week's Pick 10 League has a £6,000 prize fund. That might be something that might interest you as well. You can keep on top of all the live action within the application with live updates and live score updates in real time, which is really, really handy. And so far, since its inception, over £2 million have been won on the application itself. Just a couple of things to mention too. You need to be 18 years or over to use the application. Application is available in the UK, so some of our listeners outside the UK may not be able to, to avail of this application. And lastly, please, 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 please remember to gamble responsibly. So thank you once again to Who Knows Wins application. And now, let's go back to the podcast. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Evening, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. Myself and Paddy going to try and talk about that Wolves game. A game I found utterly frustrating, but yeah, that's is that all. That's all we need to say about it. Can we finish the podcast now? Utterly frustrating game. A game where by two absolutely horrendously crappy goals that we conceded come back to bite us in the arse again, just like has happened so many times this season. Um, 
that's my real synopsis of it. And uh, I don't. I think it'd be very difficult to disagree with it, to be honest with you. But Paddy, I know you didn't get to watch it in real time, so you had the ignominy of knowing about the poor the poorness of the game, and then still having to watch it back again afterwards. Um, so maybe yeah. you know watching it back with a clean set of eyes and not being in the motion in the moment and getting caught in the emotion. I, I haven't watched it back yet. Um, and, and I probably won't either, to be honest with you, because there's very there's little to nothing to, to discern from that game, if, if I'm being honest. But um, what did you feel about the game, Paddy? Um, well, sure, sure, look, I can, only, I can only tell you what my emotion was like when, when I saw the goals coming in, because I was at a family event and I couldn't watch it. So uh, I was really, really frustrated to see us go 2-0 down and mm. even more frustrating to watch it back and see the goals then later on. Look, it was... It was a poor game, first and foremost. Uh, I'm, I'm reluctant to, to sit through something like that again. So in future, I'm just going to tell family, I'll be back in an hour and a half and I'm going out to watch this because I'm not going to sit through it knowing that we're after losing to uh, probably our nearest rivals. <laughs> I love the way you went there. I'll just tell family I'll be back there in an hour and a half or so. <laughs> it wouldn't be that I just fucking wouldn't watch it. It'd be, no, I'm definitely watching it, Like, but... Whatever's going on in the family event, that can wait. That can, that can wait. wait, yeah. <laughs> but sitting through it again was was hard work. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was reading through Twitter, which in itself yes. tells you something, doesn't it? <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. I think I think uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think Twitter really ripped it to shreds. Mm. And I think there's a lot of group think on Twitter, and that's cool too, because I get caught up in, in the positive emotions as well. I found the game lackluster. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny oh, it. Yeah. Right. I found it lackluster, I found it frustrating, I found the changes were shite to be honest. In the main, yes, Sanson got in his 26 pressures, the most of any player, Aston Villa player this season. But what did he do when he got pressure on the ball? They still got their passes away. He didn't affect the game in anything like that. We had no defensive midfielder. Mm. Again, you know. <laughs> it's just it's it's just it's a game I've seen it's a game I've seen about seven times this season and I'm going to name nearly all of those seven games and um, bar, bar one of them anyway that wouldn't have followed this pattern in a moment when we go on to go on to talk about something in a minute but it's just frustrating it's just frustrating to see that 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 midfield is just zero bite his zero bite mm. none and and it's it's disappointing because I think between them, I think between the three players that are out there, they're de- there's obviously a decent player in, in all three of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just, I, like, I really don't think John McGinn has been utilised in his best position. Oh. I, I just, when when you see what he can do at international level, playing in a, in a, a 10 or a 9.5 or whatever it is he's playing in, um, he scores goals. He gets involved. He creates goals. There's, there's so much going on. And then we're playing him as a 6. Now, when I, when I saw the team come out, obviously I wasn't around for the team sheet tantrum. Uh, I, I would have put my hat on the fact that it was going to be Sanson at six. That's what I thought was going to happen. But oh, I it, couldn't it, see didn't, it. it didn't seem to be. <laughs> the, the minute it kicked off, everybody knew it wasn't. But look, <clears throat> you're right, it was a poor game. Um, and I think to, to the synopsis is we lost the game because of two errors. Well, three errors. There was two errors in the first goal, and there was one error in the in, in the second. Um, credit to McGinn. He he slipped on the halfway line and got back to make a block. Absolutely brilliant block in the lead up to the goal. But there's only so many blocks you can get away with before someone pings it into the top corner. So 
Look, it was it was a poor goal to give away. It was a poor mistake. Uh, Ming slipped. Konza slipped. McGinn uh, was the reason we, we we lost that goal. Like you can call it whatever oh, you want to, and because yeah. what is he doing was in the there, field there? Was there any need to go buy someone at that stage? Probably not. Not open, and then let a ball off, get back into position. He was even out of position for for yeah. uh, for that pivot player. That pivot player at six. He was he was out, he was playing in his normal position, and mm. um, not where you would think he would have been playing if he was playing as number six. We're we're, we're suggesting he's playing as number six. I think the world has done that at this moment in time. But, you know, he was, just get rid of it, man. Like, if you're playing at six, you don't need to go fucking right or over stuff. I found that really frustrating. You ran into three players. You ran into yeah. three players. If you can't see three players in front of you, or if you think that you can get around them and you're a central defensive midfielder, or you weren't told what to do at the start of the game, which I find very, very interesting if that is the case, or if it's a floating six position where maybe Sansan could have gone in there or whatever. That, to me, is rubbish if that is the case. Um. But you can't give away the ball there. Whatever about Kanza. No, Kanza, there was no need for Kanza to go for that ball. He had no no way in the world. If he was another two foot taller, was he going to get that ball? He needed to stay on his feet, turn around to shape, shape his man up. There's no need to be arcing your back, your head backwards to try and see where the ball is. Get into your position. Oh, I found that one really frustrating. But for me, McGinn gets all the blame for that goal. All of it. Oh, he There's does. No yeah. take on a player there. And it, that for um, me but- was a ball breaker. I did say, you know, you have to give the credit for the hard work they did to get back and make the block. But unfortunately, it broke again and, we, and they scored. But um, I wouldn't be playing him as a six. I'd, I'd struggle to play him as an eight. I think he should be playing further on. He's obviously in the plans. We need to be playing him in, in his most beneficial position to the team. So for me, that's not six. Um. I honestly, I honestly hoped it was Sansom when I saw the team. I, ju- I just couldn't get my head around the fact. Yeah. You know, no, I say what you like about Douglas Louise. He, he's the best we have in there at the moment with, without Nakamba. I think Nakamba is going to be back as soon as he's fit and ready. Haven't seen what's happened to Luca Dean. I hope they don't rush him back. And, you know. Well, all that happened to Dean was he, he dosed the Scots, I think, really. If, if Is that all? What, he had, he had gastroenteritis, so he was just he was oh. just food poisoning or something. Yeah. Okay. So so he's 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 grand. Uh, look, whatever. Like to be honest with you, everybody knows my feelings on what the situation is there and 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 how vital he is to the team for me. Um, you, you can't be playing a game running down the wing and puking over your shoulder, or even worse, running down your wing and some running down the wing and something's following on behind you, dropping on the field. No, you can't be doing that. So, like, sometimes like a the stomach Lineker. issue. Yeah, and some, sometimes the stomach issue, maddening as all as it is, is that somebody might have to go off for a stomach issue. It just, you know, from, from health and safety, from a hygiene point of view, you probably nearly even have to, you know. Um, I think, and there's probably a discussion to be had about the game, that for something like this, potentially you could have, like, what we could have done, I suppose, really, if, if, we, if they don't know how bad it was, they could have taken him off. It could have taken him 10 seconds to stick his fingers back his throat, got sick, or whatever way it was. I don't know, but alleviate the situation and then come back on the field. But then we would have had to play with 10 men. So maybe there could have been like a temporary substitution that could come in. They're talking about five subs. Maybe it might even be a better situation if there was three subs and a temporary sub or something like that for a situation like this um, or for concussion injuries or something like that. I don't know. But look, it didn't happen. He came off and Ashley Young came on at left back. And to this day, I don't know. I have, I to this day, I have 
I'm baffled. There's what is it the 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 third the, the third secret of Fatima? I have a better chance of figuring that out than how the hell he thought he was going to be able to head the ball over the bar from that position and put it in the back of his net. How what was he thinking like? Like what was he thinking? We're, like it was real amateur hour for the two goals we gave away. It was real, yeah. and I don't go in. I don't go in on Villa, and I don't get frustrated that much. But my God, the two goals were literally uh, just like they're two blooper reels. Like, yeah, that's it. It's frustrating, and and that's the overriding emotion. It's not. It's not anger. It's frustration. Um, I, I think. I think if you look at the game. The way I looked at it, knowing exactly what way it was going to pan out, either team could have won it. A draw probably would have been a fair result, although it probably wouldn't have been a bit of smash and grab if we if we robbed it there at the end. Uh, Watkins should have had a hat-trick, not could have, should have. Definitely, in my mind, should have had a, He nearly missed the bloody penalty then. So, um, it's just, it's just it one of those games. Was it a penalty? Do you think it was a penalty? Um, I think by the by, by by what they're given all year, it was a penalty. Yeah, if it was against me, I might be a bit too, pissed yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm the exact same. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. And look, while I'm getting a bit hot under the collar about the two goals, very much so. The two goals were, I just like I can't get them out of my head. Like you know, they were just. There's no legislation for some of the lack of football intelligence is what I'm going to call it. Lack of football mm. intelligence leaders within the team. You know, and that's what's killing me this season. That's why I said I've seen this game seven times already this season. I've seen it. I've seen this game or I've seen this that period of play, that patch of play, that 15, 20 minutes of play. I've seen it seven or eight times this season already. And that's the infuriating thing because it's players like we, you know, people get on Ming's back when Ming, Ming's make a mistake. He's the captain. McGinn makes a mistake today. He's the vice captain. Ashley Young is the experienced man experienced man in the team. He had the ball into his back the back of his net at the back post. Like he would have been even better off not even like not even going for it and letting the Wolves player go for it. Because there's no way he would have pulled off a better finish. So it's that it's these things that are really killer, you know. Fine if you had a Ben Christine that was in at the back post there and maybe, you know, it was seen was hearing ghosts behind him and headed into the back of the net. You go, oh, I feel sorry for the lad or whatever. I do not feel sorry for an experienced international player heading the ball into his net the way that he did there. Or an experienced mm. international player thinking he can run straight through three three players while he's out of position playing as a defensive midfielder in midfield. There's that's 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 a big problem, and that's something. If if it means getting rid of players, if it means getting rid of players, I'm all for it, regardless of who they are at this stage, because that's something that needs to change. Because that's the infuriating thing. And I'm not saying get rid of those two players, but if someone has to be if someone has to be sacrificed to make an example. I don't know. I don't know. It's just killing me. The lack of football intelligence and leadership is killing me at the moment. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
<sighs> well, I think there's a lot of play, but I, I definitely don't think we're going to see Ashley Young's contract renewed. I just can't see it from any stretch of the imagination at this stage. If the, I, I'd be even surprised if they kept him on in a coaching capacity. I, I honestly don't see any future there. Um, it's <laughs> not as a left back anyway, that's for sure. He has played a few fairly solid games in midfield. He's he's done okay for us in 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 some games, but I don't think he's had a good game at left back yet. Maybe that maybe that's just my tainted uh, memory, but I, I I feel he hasn't had a good game at fullback. Uh, yeah, and I, and I, and I'm I'm going to come back here and I'm going to roll back some of the things they've said here. I don't want to just be everyone coming out, oh, here's Neil again giving out about Ashley Young. That's not what it is. I really, really want every single player. I, like, I don't want to be this guy that's laughing away going, oh, I told you so. And I'm not even doing the whole thing there. Okay, I just forget about that anyway for a moment. If Ashley Young plays the next eight games at left back or wherever the hell he plays it in the team, that's fine. If he plays well, we will say he played well. But there's just stuff that he does or, like in a position he's unfamiliar with that he played when he was 30. He started playing when he was 32 years of age. That just is for me is beggaring belief at times, and that's it. That's all. I, I, I'm like a broken record. I kind of, I kind of, yeah. and look, I, I, I agree with you. Not wanting said, to talk about it because it seems like yeah. all I'm talking about at the moment, and I hate that. I hate, I hate, I hate listening to to any podcast, whether it's about whatever sport, and you just hear one person who's just kind of seems like they're going in on someone. That's not what I want to be. I certainly don't want to be about this. So I'm going to actually kind of stop talking about Ashley Young at the moment because. You know, I want him to succeed. I really do, and I don't want to get the name of that guy who just is going to fit in with an Aston Villa player because I want every Aston Villa player to be the best player in their position, regardless of age, regardless of, of experience, regardless of anything. Of I, I honestly and you, do. And you're you're, you're not you're not slagging them off. You know, you're you're no, saying no. it as it is. This this is this is not a witch hunt. Like this is this is telling no. it like it is. You know, the two yeah. the two of us are on the same page with this. We 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 want every player on that pitch to do well. And you know, it's just it's just unfortunate for him. It's just it's just not working out there. Yeah. So but he's not the only one. He's not the only one. There was a few what what was with everybody slipping and sliding all over the place? McGinn did right. it, Konza did it, Mings did it, Ramsey did it, Ramsey did it a couple of times, I think. It was a strange one, it really was a strange one. And it's it, like that's gone under the radar as well. I think like like our midfield was was exceptionally, it was probably our, our worst collective performance from midfield. Um, I think uh, in the, the game because midfield just completely bypassed us. Uh, they had it. They had an old man in there in midfield as well, Moutinho. You know, and he was he could find space in the ball. He could find time on the ball. Then Donker played really well, uh, really really well. Um, yeah. He seems to show up against us every time, you know. He usually does. Um, they had their two. Uh, they had their two. Um, well, one reserve full back in anyway. Um, and we didn't really trouble them. Yeah, I think he got a yellow card, all right, but but that was about it. But look, yeah, it was just it was just a frustrating one. Like Jake Ramsey didn't have his best game either. I thought he was just out of the game quite a, for quite a quite a, uh, long periods of it. He didn't didn't was never play himself into it. That's okay. Twenty year old player. Gonna expect that from him, you know. He is our, he, he has all the potential in the world, but you're gonna have games like that, you know. Even the best players have games like that. You see, Curtis Jones, who would be, you know, more highly thought of somebody like a Jacob Ramsey, he's games like that for Liverpool, too. You know, playing yeah. in a better side, you think maybe he could pick and choose his time when he wants to get on the ball. But young players have that and not making excuses for him. It's just, it's another game we couldn't get the ball to Coutinho, it's another game we couldn't get it to him, and that's the familiar part, you know, when we can't get the ball to Coutinho. What do we really do? 
in this team. And that's a, that's that's becoming all too all too familiar at the minute. When we had two strikers, we could get the ball to Coutinho. <laughs> it mm. was working well. And why it was changed back, I don't know. Why not put Leon Bailey in a more advanced position and get him to stretch those defenders and make a bit of space in behind for Coutinho? I, I, I don't get how it works so well. And then we go back to two tens. It's just, I don't know. I'm, yeah. Well, actually, I think Bailey played played as a striker. I think. Yeah, he but did. he got frustrated and he dropped very deep. And when the minute he dropped deep, we... we we just mm. we weren't getting anywhere. That's what I yeah. felt. I agree. I agree. I, I thought things didn't come off for him. I think he's. I think he's almost too out. Of, I, I said in the team sheet tantrum, which is on the Villa View, uh, which we did take over for the Villa View um, with the team sheet tantrum. Um, for those of you who are maybe wondering where we were, um, <laughs> uh, the 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 thing I mentioned is that you know with three at the back putting him up there at top and having somebody who just completely plays out of structure like Bailey could help us. But when he dropped deep, he was just, he was just marshaled off and sucked off. Sorry, that, that sounds awful, but he was just kind of sucked into the whole area. Um, by, by Mark, Marcel and Moutinho <laughs> and Kilman and, and the like. So, um, so, uh, yeah, he couldn't, um, he, he couldn't really do anything. He couldn't find any, uh, any space or anything like that. But look, I, I'm I'm not as down on Bailey because I just think we like he deserves like we've given lots of players lots of rope, you know, uh, to to show what they can do. And Bailey just hasn't really gotten he hasn't gotten gotten any kind of stability. He's gotten hasn't got any real run in the team. Getting 10, 15 minutes there for for somebody like yeah. that, um, coming into a new league as well, it's going to be difficult to find his space. He, he like he's 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 right off for the year, and uh, I think that's the way we need to see it from him. And anything we get from him from here on in as a bonus. Not saying that he'd be sold or anything, because I think that that like there obviously is a player in there. Um, but it's just about where do we put him in in this current team, and we can't but really. I, like I, I think there's a huge, uh, I think there's a huge danger that he could be sold. I, I think if uh, well, if, look, I, I think we'd be sitting with the right offer. He's out the door. Yeah, because... if we recouped our money on him, I think if we recouped our money on a lot of players that we paid, we'd sell them. Oh, I think so. Yeah, like we're we're heading for a big clear out. And anyone that doesn't fit into the system is, is going to be up for grabs. And from what That's from what we've seen, Bailey isn't fitting into the system. He, of any of the, of the games that are set up so that Gerard has done, um, I just can't see where Bailey fits in. Yeah, I can't. But I think potentially, and, and I know there's a lot of fanfare about McBeal and, and Stephen Gerrard want to play this formation. This is their preferred formation. I, to be honest with you, I think... When you've got when you've got coaches of the caliber of the likes of Aaron Danks and uh, McBeal and and Tom Culshaw and those guys that are there, their system can be changed. You know they can change their system, but it's difficult to do it in season. It's difficult to do it in season number one when you come in mid season, and then you're trying something that's working, and then it gets found out, and then try it again. That's a small bit difficult, but. I would be expecting that we would get more versatile players. And, and look, to be really honest, and I know they didn't play with it with Rangers. But if you've got the brain trust of Johan Lang, uh, Perslow, and those three coaches that I've just mentioned there, along with Gary Mack, if you've got them looking at the team and saying, oh, yeah, I will go into 2022-2023 without a defensive midfielder, this podcast could get very ranty very, very quickly. <laughs> very, very ranty very, very quickly. Um, but I think I think there's no way. Look, there's too much coming out of the – like there's too much in the news or in the papers about Calvin Phillips, about Basuma, about defenders, 
And I think that there's a reason for that. I think that, you know, I think we will recoup money from the players that we sell because, look, even if a team isn't isn't performing that well and a lot of player, people will go, oh, yeah, but sure, you only finished 10th. We could still finish 9th in the Premier League, which is a, which is an improvement. I did, I did the match last night. I did the match just before we came on. We could finish with 48 points if we got four more wins and that potentially could see us at, at ninth position, which means we finish higher in the league than we have any time over the last two seasons. Yes, uh, yes granted, we have less points. But still, we finished on what, 54 last season? You know, it wouldn't be a massive drop off in point, six points in a drop off. But yeah. in a season where we change managers, I think. And, and considering, considering the disruption we've had and the change of managers yeah. and, yeah. The, and yeah. the, the, the awful pre season that we had, th- that might not be a bad way to finish. I think, I think I'd snap your hands off for four more wins at this stage. Well, if you think about it, like, we, uh, I, if, if we don't beat Norwich, there's an issue. Now, I know Brighton, you Brighton left me down. Brighton left me down for. Paddy, don't tell anyone. Brian left me down for a thousand euros at the weekend. They had 30 shots on goal against Norwich and they couldn't score. Don't tell anyone that. That sounds like something we would do against Norwich. Yeah, something so we have done against Burnley, I think, at one stage. You can imagine we how high the blood pressure was. <laughs> it come five o'clock, you can come half five, you can imagine how high the blood pressure was now at that stage after Villa going out with a whimper and then Brighton not being able to convert one of their 30 shots, 30 odd shots, you know, against Norwich. But you should, you, you'd have to think that we would go out there and we should be favourites to beat Norwich. We should be favourites to beat Burnley twice. And I had Crystal Palace on my four games to win, but they seem to be doing a number on Arsenal at the moment. But there is, there, you could have something in there. We get two draws, we get something, you know, who knows, we could draw against Leicester, we could draw against... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who knows? We could, we could spoil the party on, on, on the final day. Um, but I think I think what the, the reason that I'm feeling very frustrated at the moment, and I feel frustrated with the, with the, a bit with the season, is it's been so roller coaster. It's been up and down, and that's what we need to do. I've said it in a couple of groups and with a couple of people, that, and I've said it on Twitter. If we turn games into draws, we'll be a formidable outfit. And that's and 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 I know when I think about it, I say that's easier said than done. But hear me out in this one. Hear me out in this one. I said that I've seen this game seven times already this season. And I have those seven games whereby we've just rolled over and got our belly tickled, bar one of the games that I'm going to mention. Watford at home, when we lost 1-0 to that goal in the middle, like at, at the end, and we just we just had nothing. We had nothing in that game. We could have we could have dug our holes in her. I'm doing I'm Friday slips all over the place there. We could have dug our heels in in that game and said, nil all draw, point taken. Okay, it wasn't great. Point. That's fine. Just do not lose this game. But we lost it 1-0. Wolves at home. We're up 2-0 and we lo- we lose 3-2. At 2-2, you dig your heels in. You say, we don't lose this game no matter what. Okay, it's deflating, but we don't do anything silly. We pull all 10 men back. We play two goalkeepers if we need to. That's the lack of footballing intelligence that I mentioned that this team seems to have. And leadership. There's a, there's a bit of a lack of leadership. So that's two. Newcastle away. Kieran Trippier's free kick. We did nothing for the whole game. And that free kick was just a badly organized wall. There was lots wrong in that. And, and look, once again, no leadership, no kind of no kind of get up and go to kind of go and make amends for it. 
Newcastle coming off, yes, signing all their players or whatever, but we've given them the impetus then to go on and score goals and, and, and win games. That's three games. Arsenal at home. Yes, they were peppering us, but we were keeping them at arm's length. They were playing much better than football than us. But Saka scores the goal, and then we can do nothing. We do nothing up until five minutes from the end of the game, and then we peppered our goals for a bit, and we think, oh, we could have drawn that game. And maybe we could have. And I think we could have got a draw for that game. And that would have been one of the ones where we would be looking like um, like Watford. Uh, like Watford were against us going, we came away with a result there and we shouldn't have. Brentford away. Two, we were up 1-0. We conceded those two goals. The right back scores yeah. a goal out of nowhere. You know, little things like that. We lose a man at the back post. Stupid goals again. Spurs away. How was the Spurs away one again? Oh yeah, we go, we go, it was 2-1. We we pull the game back. A Watkins pulls the game back to one all. And then three minutes later, Taggart scores no goal. Couldn't settle it. We got ants in our pants and just couldn't settle on it or anything like that. And, and Taggart scores no goal. And then lastly, this is the one that's argue, arguable. Man City, City at home. We lose 2-1. Chuck Mueck has gone through in the last minute. Could have slipped it down the side of Ederson. Ederson makes a great save. So, like, I'm saying that there are seven games with, with, with more leadership, more football intelligence, and a small bit more kind of, okay, let's take second prize here, but certainly do not take third prize of, of losing a game. We could have came up with seven points from those games. Six points anyway. Maybe maybe the, the, the Arsenal one uh, is, is, is a bit of a touch-and-go one there. But I certainly think that the City one, you know, Chuck Mueck has gone through That's a great chance. He could have slid it down. And the other ones, I think, are ones that if we're cuter, if we're more intelligent, in how our, how we play, um, and we have you know we could we could have come away with points from there. Mm. So call me mad. Maybe I'm looking at it with my claret and blue glasses, but it's a, it's 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 a talking point. We turn losses into draws, and things get uh, thing, things get bad. Yes, Miles Morris. Yeah, don't forget Leeds three one up. Yeah, there's eight. I was sitting here waiting on you to say that one. <laughs> there's, there's half our losses. There's half yeah. our losses this season. We've yeah. lost 16 games. There's half our losses. We turn half our losses into draws. That's what there you go. Look, this is, we're, we're a good way off here. We are a good way off. Um, I, I really thought after the start that Gerard had, we, we'd be looking at well into the top 10s. It didn't come. It's not going to come at this stage. So he's, he's, got, a, he's got a rebuilding project there. Um, I saw someone in the comment mentioned that you know we're we're going to see starters bombed out in the summer. I truly believe that that's the case. I think that some of the backbone of that team is going to be shipped out in the summer. Um, ju- judging by what he's saying, and it feels like there's some players there that he can't trust, but he just has to go with what he has. So, you know, it's going to be yeah. it's making for a really really interesting transfer window, and I th- I think we could be we could be. Um, I think we could be doing some uh, knee jerk podcasts like we did last summer. <laughs> you know, my favorite, with, with Paddy, my favorite time of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to finish Champions League position. They're my favorite podcast. I love them. I love yeah. transfer season more than anything. It's my favorite. <laughs> and that's me. Um, but Paddy, do you know yeah. what? There's one player that won't be bombed out during the during the, the, the summer transfer. Well, he might be, but unlikely considering he signed up for new five years if he is we're going to get a whole lot more money for him (laughs) Mm, yeah absolutely so uh on his way before he goes off to the to the world cup and lights it up for poland matthias zlotti or whatever they call him matty cash has uh signed a new five-year deal and 
we've just talked there and we've I've kind of went through all the emotional roller coaster there of it. I've been up, I've been down, I've thought about transfer season, I got all happy about Aston Villa again. And uh, what you got to, I suppose, take into perspective is I spoke about those those seven games. Now the season went and the season has been up and down. And that's the perspective we need to take from it. There are some games we haven't been a million miles away, but it affects the overall um, feeling around the club. If you win three in mm. a row and then lose five, that's not great. Anyway, getting back to Matty Cash. Um, Matty Cash isn't going to be somebody that's going to be going to be uh, bombed out of the club. He's here. He's here to stay. Um, going to go. Hopefully, he goes and rips it up at the World Cup. And as you say, if somebody does want to put cash on the table. Excuse the pun. Uh, and uh, Atletico Madrid do come calling. Well, then maybe you might see a five or a six in front of the, in front of the other number now because we've no incentive to set him at this stage. Mm. Um, and, and I have to admit, Neil, I, I was kind of thinking he was gone in, in my head. I, I, was, th- I was thinking, um, you know, and we, we, we've given out about him in, in, over the season about, about his final ball and his attacking prowess. And you know that can be worked on, but I felt if there was an offer on the table that they might just cash in on them. Bear in mind that the money that they might need to spend this summer. But with Kane Kessler Hayden coming in, I, I'd say he's probably pissed off that Matt Cash has got a new uh, a new contract today. I I really thought that it it was one that was going to go through this summer, so it, I was surprised to see it come in today. But I'm, I, don't get me wrong. I'm happy. I'm happy that he signed. I think there's great potential there. He's still a relatively young man. There's a lot that can be worked on, and I think if if we go back to the way we were with those two strikers and not putting the, those two defenders so far forward, I, I think we'd be much better side. But that's just my opinion. But I am happy that Matt Cash has committed his future, and I, I think we I think we might see another couple coming in in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, one of the things I suppose seeing the Matt Cash piece really gave me a bit of clearer view on, on, on stuff that yes, look, even that, you know, after a defeat like that, you hear people say, oh, are we really doing anything? Will the owners stick around? What's the long term vision? Defeats like that, like when you see somebody like Matt Cash sign a five year deal, along with Emmy Martinez signing a five year deal this season, along with Jacob Brown, um, t- people like Tim being tied down. Who else was tied down this season? Um, Kanza signed a new deal earlier on this season, I think. Some of there's, there's been people who've been signing deals. Yeah. So even amongst these losses, the club are number one, still have the intelligence to protect their players, protect their, their investments in their players. But when you sign someone like Matt Cash, that's that that just shows you that the squad assessment in the building, it ain't going anywhere. The day job is still happening behind the scenes. And these wins and these losses are, you know, when we're looking at the fans and we're like, it's bloody wholly unacceptable, and Stephen Gerrard needs to face the music if we don't start winning soon. The board realised he came in mid-season. The board realised that, yeah, we had a January transfer window and we got Coutinho and we got Dina and we got Callum Chambers. But at the end of the day, it's difficult to kind of entice who to entice people to move in that instance. Dina wanted out. Callum Chambers was going to be let go on a free in, in the summer. And uh, uh, Coutinho, what was he doing? He was... He was treading the bench for for Barcelona and for and for Bayern the last couple of seasons, you know, and at, at times and he had injury issues. So we capitalized and we were we were speculative in those two in those areas, I think, which is great because the three of them have played pretty like when we've played well, the three of them have played really really well for the club since they've come in. Mm. So that's great business so far. Um, but to be able to go and to 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 tie down somebody like Manny Cash and specifically Emmy Martinez is fantastic and it's great. It's a great show of. Um, 
show of ambition, I suppose, and show where we are going to go and hopefully what we will do during the summer. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 <clears> really <throat> interesting. And also, Paddy, the five subs means that uh, McDowell and Wanga will have to come out at some stage, I think, during during the summer here. And maybe we might yeah. see those players leave, but some players might, might have to be content with bench position here, lads. You know, that's, mm. that's, that's your role now. Um, I heard anyway. I heard a little whisper, I heard a little whisper today, Neil. That is, I'm not going to mention any names, but everyone can make up their own mind. But a certain young player who hadn't been committing his future is set to commit his future. So just just wait for that in the next few days. Brad Young, Brad Young is yeah. going to Brad Young. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Be great. It would be. I've I've said it here. I did. I've I've done the devil's advocate and I've done everything and I've gone up in the roller coaster of emotion with that as well. But you know that's it's 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 great. It's great if we get to keep our own once again. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, if nothing else, and we just protect our investment. Like these guys who own the club, they know how to make money. <laughs> They've got enough of, of it. They've got more <laughs> zeros, you know, in their bank accounts than uh, you know. It's like looking into a bowl of bowl of Cheerios. There's so many zeros. At the end of their bank account, you know, so it's um, uh, they know how to make money and hopefully they'll protect their investments. Um, Paddy, we have a couple of rearranged games. We do. Liverpool. Oh God, I I I had these memorized so that I wouldn't have to look them up, and now they've completely completely flown the coupon the back of my. I brain. know. I know Liverpool is the tenth of May because I'm waiting. It's a Tuesday. I have to say it quietly because I was looking at flights earlier. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, not not going to work out, so it's grand. <laughs> so Liverpool is the tenth of May, and then we play Burnley. Burnley, I think, is the second last game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, just before it's the midweek game before, in, in between our last two games, as it was. So um, yeah, no, Burnley is the nineteenth nineteenth of May, and then so we'll have Liverpool. We'll have God. We'll have a busy twelve days. We'll have Burnley, Liverpool, Palace, Burnley. Go three of those games are at home. Liverpool, Palace, mm -hmm. and Burnley are at home. Yeah. Um, and then away to Man City. And to spoil the party in the empty head, then, uh, and last day of the season. Be great, wouldn't it? Palace now three up, it says. Um, oh. <laughs> hmm. Ah, look. It just happened. Look, we've been through this all season. Teams find their feet before they play us. It's fine. It's grand. We'll either win or we'll lose. We won't draw anyway. That's one thing for sure. We won't draw any of these games because we just seem incapable of doing it. And Palace is, Palace is at home, actually. We might draw that, but we certainly won't draw away because we haven't, we're, we're the only team in Europe, I think, that hasn't drawn away this season. So, um, yeah, there's that. Um, but, yeah, look, more games to look forward to. And, uh, you know, it's uh, we still have, it's still in our hands to, to finish higher than, than where we did last season. Yeah, Palace winning today isn't exactly ideal, but um, no, we beat them. We still we go back above them again. You know, we're they're they're three points ahead of us, I think, now at this moment in time. Mm. Um, but we'll yeah, look, it's 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 all within our own hands. Own hands. Finish tenth or above, guys. That's the that's the new goal. That's the new goal. The the, the goal for me now is, is to get to get who needs to be tied down, tied down, uh, to get as many points on the board as you can and rebuild for next season. We're yeah. not in danger of uh, of going down, which is the most important thing as we head into April, that we're, we're not having sleepless nights about going down. Everything is fine. Just needs a proper preseason, new players in there, get the business done early, 
get them all with a decent preseason under a belt and push on next season. That's that's all we can hope for now. I've I've more or less written off the rest of this season. You know, we spoke about it last week when I said I wanted to see Sanson play a few games. I got my wish. <laughs> he got his game. Um, there's a few more I'd great. like to see in there. He was good. Like he was, he was okay. Like he was, he was grand. Like is what I what I'd say. Like I, I don't have any, don't have anything bad to say about him. He did a lot of pressures, but mm. you know, as I say, when we pressure people, we need somebody else then to come and put pressure on the person getting the ball. We can't have just one person running around the place, and that seems to happen in midfield. Um, it's like we, it's like we're too, it's far, like, we're too far apart at that stage, aren't they? That's exactly it. So like it's like we've got a homing missile, at one, and one person's designated to be that person. It's usually McGinn. Mm-hmm. Run around, run around after everybody. But then again, where's the, sp- the space? Just, just, and that was under Dean Smith too. So like this is, this is, this is maybe the way these players are playing. I don't know. It's we, we, Paddy. We, we need to, we need to log off because we could go down. We could be here for another two and a half hours <laughs> speaking about that. I do want to bring your attention to one thing. The Coutinho jersey. Was up there when we started. It was up there behind me, and then I moved it over here to this side, and then we would. And now I've just decided. I said, "Look, I'll move it here to a different different position." Superstition sometimes gets the better of me, but let's see if we go out and we beat Spurs because of where I move my Coutinho jersey to. Well, then <laughs> I take full one hundred percent credit for it. Clutching at um, straws now. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, guys, I do want to apologize and say with the comments, there's a bit of like we weren't showing, sharing an awful lot of comments today. There's just a bit of an issue. A lot of them are coming in and they're pixelated and I can't see them. I think I know what the issue is for the next day. So we aren't ignoring our comments. Some of them are coming through. I just can't really see them here on my side. So I do apologize if anybody has said something nice. Thank you very much. If anybody has said something not nice about us, still thank you very much. We appreciate you coming to watch. Um, but we uh, that's that's really going to be and funnily, funnily enough, Neil, I, did, I didn't see anybody talking about you talking about someone getting sucked off. That's terrible. I'm after getting three text messages about it. <laughs> Freudian slip, a Freudian slip. Yeah. Anyway, less about that, the better, guys. We will be back well, it was me last show. week. It was you this week. <laughs> yeah, we will. We'll, we'll be back with a preview show for Spurs. Um, might get my good mate Matt Hayes to come back on. He's on the crest of a wave at the moment. Um, I see him there on Twitter uh, tweeting about uh, about Arsenal losing. So I'll catch him in good form later on and see if he wants to pop on and chat to us about uh, Might be nice to listen to, uh, <laughs> to see where they're going, considering that they were in the depths of despair at the start of the season. And maybe we can learn something from how they've uh, turned their season around. Um, but... Uh, Thanks, right? I I can't see it on my normal console here where I normally see them. So Paddy must be able to see that one. But that's great. Thank you so much, right? But uh, yeah, we'll be back later in the week. We'll be back maybe on Thursday night with a with a preview show, maybe Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. The team sheet tantrum as well for the coming week. Just to let you guys know, team sheet tantrum. We're going to be doing another takeover of the Villa View again at the weekend on Saturday, and it will be myself and Paddy this time. And um, you won't have to look at me stuck in the middle of a mobile home in the middle of west west of Ireland with crappy internet, terrified that I was going to get knocked off at any stage. So um, I'll be a bit more in my comfort zone sitting here in my podcasting boudoir at the weekend. But uh, we'll see you there, and we'll see you later on in the week, either Wednesday or Thursday, for a preview show. Thanks so much for checking in and for watching us. And all that's left to say. Is up the villa. Up the villa.
Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.